Welcome back to the Bleached and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert, and I'm your hostess with the mostest. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you have not yet gone and followed the Instagrams, uh, please do that. If you have not yet left a five-star review, rating, all of the things on Apple Podcasts, please do that as well. If you are not an iPhone user, you can share the podcast with your friends. Um, you can do that if you use Android or iPhone. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's it for the usual uh, house housekeeping things. It's been a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I have a very exciting guest with me in the studio today. Um, Jen, um, I don't actually know your last name. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? I don't know, actually. It's Mason. <laughs> Mason. There we go. Jen Mason. Um, she wears a lot of hats. So mom, business owner, school board prez, yep. <laughs> which I actually didn't know until today. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure other things, you're a sex coach. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, see, I did a, a little, a very basic. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you covered most of it. <laughs> very basic research here. Um, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into some fun stuff today. I'm very excited. This is um, a few weeks ago. I had a girlfriend um, come in, and we did like the first official like sex episode, um, which I've been wanting to do for a long time. But you know, growing up in like church culture and purity culture yeah. and all of that, I was like, I've been very nervous to like just talk openly about that kind of stuff which I do in my own life but it's different when it's on a podcast that anyone can listen to (laughs) yeah Yeah. so um but yeah it was really fun and we got like a ton of great feedback and I promised everyone that we would do it again and that I would try to get you on so here we are (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, so before we get into it, I want to know if if you know your big three, your sun, moon, and rising, your astrology. Oh, boy. Um, if you don't know it, that's okay. But if you do know it, tell me what they are. I do not know. I am like <laughs> an astrologer. I know I'm a Leo and like okay. that's oh, it. Okay. But I, yeah, which I hear I'm very Leo-esque. Okay. But I, I am like an astrology non That's okay. Yeah. Most, most people are like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, you stumped me on the first question. <laughs> Well, that's all right. Um, Okay, a Leo. Love to hear it. I have never met a Leo I didn't like. So um, I'm a Pisces. So sometimes that fire and water combination can be really bad, but sometimes it can be real fun time. My husband is a Pisces. Oh, really? See? Yep. I'm saying. Yep. Um, Okay. And favorite restaurant in Bellingham? And why? I love Deanna's. That is my favorite Bellingham restaurant. It's like my going out restaurant. I love the ambiance. Like you just so like warm and cozy. (laughs) And then you're drinking like drinking good red wine or martinis. And then you have like huge plates of pasta in front of you. You really can't go wrong. I don't think it gets better than that. And the bread. with Oh, yeah. The bread. Yeah. The bread. Yes. (laughs) I think it is a crime for any Italian restaurant to not serve some sort of bread when yeah, you sit down. Absolutely. Um, okay, one last thing. Well, actually, two more things, but one last little icebreaker thing <laughs> is, okay, if you have a hair and or makeup product you cannot live without, what is it? Ooh, I use a squalene cleanser, the squalene cleanser Ooh. by The Ordinary, Okay, and I love it. It takes okay. off, like, all my makeup really, um, really well, but actually what I really love about it is that – 
it's a cleanser that you don't have to get your face wet first because for some reason at night I'm like is it like so, an oil cleanser it's like a cream and you put it on okay. and then you wash it off but I am so lazy at night <laughs> that like if no I, one's lazier than me <laughs> if I have to like get my face wet and then you know it's like dripping down your arms onto your bathroom so like the fact that I can just like put it on without having to get my face wet first mm-hmm. means I like consistently take my makeup off every single night yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I have heard a little trick. I haven't tried it because I'm lazier than you are. And I usually, well, I also haven't really been wearing makeup that often. So it's like, I'm not going to yeah. wash my skin that doesn't have anything on it. Let the oils live. <laughs> um, but I heard that, I haven't tried it, but I've heard that if you put like scrunchies on either wrist, like oh. right here so where like if you put your hands under the water obviously they're not getting wet but like if you like put them yeah. down your arm further then when the water runs oh it gosh. catches on the scrunchie instead of getting everywhere i don't know it's i haven't tried it it sounds like it but, would work i mean if you have scrunchies <laughs> laying around that you don't mind getting wet it could be a could be a game changer for anyone listening that's a great idea you may have just opened up like a whole new world of cleansers <laughs> to me <now> that- <laughs> It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous road. You can definitely like really go down the rabbit hole with skincare. Yes. I've gone so back and forth. I was, I, uh, I did a podcast swap about a, uh, was it a year ago? I don't know. I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> um, but a while ago and, and one of the gals from the other, um, show we were, she's like very into skincare, like very religious about it. And she's like, oh, like, what are your, you know, you're a makeup artist. Like, what do you do for your, like, skincare? I'm like, um, well, sometimes I take my makeup off. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. So after yeah. that, she shamed me into, like, creating a skincare routine, which, right. you know, could be worse. Right. <laughs> um, and so I'm, like, doing all these things. I'm like, I don't even really know what I'm doing yeah. or what order things go in. And I, like, went to go get a facial uh, from one of my esthetician friends and I was like I'm doing all these things and I don't really know if I'm doing it right or what but I'm my face is real slimy when I go to bed <laughs> and she's like honestly as long as you are cleansing toning and moisturizing yeah. and like SPF during the day like it doesn't need to be you don't have to have an eight-step skincare routine yeah. I was like Oh, yeah. thanks. It's a lot of pressure. Like I feel so much better. <laughs> yes. I feel like I should be I should be better about this as a beauty professional, but I'm like, I am not a skin person. I do I do the hairs. I don't <laughs> I don't know anything about skin. I mean I do now, apparently. A little. But you know you don't have to do that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yet I still do less. Yeah. So we're working on it. It's it's uh it's gonna be a lifelong journey, I'm sure. <laughs> um okay, last thing. Yes. Do you have a bothered thing that you want to share, a pet peeve, something that is really grinding your gears lately. I have so or many. Or just I always. Have, I have so many pet peeves. I'm like. <laughs> I, I love it. So do I. <laughs> I was just like a person born with pet peeves that mm-hmm. just about everything. But the one pet peeve, like, like a total deal breaker for me okay. is like some just chewing with your mouth open. Like I, I can, it, I, it like, it like makes me uncomfortable even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, um. Yeah, this is my husband through like all of COVID had to listen to me <laughs> criticize the way he chews. Oh. And I'm like, why Why can I hear you eating a banana? Like I shouldn't be able to hear you eat a okay, banana. Okay, so is it hearing eating or is it eating with the mouth open? It's he- it's it's hearing the eating. Is it the but- misophonia? Oh, or yeah. Is- it's, okay, oh, I'm, I'm full I- on misophonia. Yeah. Same. Yes. Like 
it makes yes. me actually rage. Yes, me too. Yeah. And I never I never had an issue with it until I was pregnant. It oh. started when I was pregnant and then I just thought maybe I'm like I'm pregnant, I'm just irritable, like yeah. it'll go away. Yeah. No, it's actually gotten worse to the point where like sometimes I annoy myself if I'm in a quiet room oh. eating and I have to like turn on some music or like yeah. a podcast or something and I'm like, "Layla, yeah. <laughs> why do you eat so loud?" just like pissed at myself yeah oh yeah it's so gnarly yeah it's bad Uh, yeah it's the definitely the sound so it's just like and we live in a pretty small condo and Mm. so um i my husband jokes that like um when i'm out of town he's like i got to eat chips on the couch today yeah seriously (laughs) yeah Yeah, for real i i mean bless my parents heart love them both to death and i've probably talked about this on the show before I, i can't remember but they are the Every, I swear to God, everyone in my family are the loudest eaters. <laughs> oh, no. And like, they like think I'm overreacting. I'm like, you guys do not understand. Like, if I if I could just get over it, I totally would. Yeah. This isn't something I want to deal yeah. with. Yeah. You're like, this is more painful for me and than my it mom is for will you. like s- swipe her finger across the plate and lick her <gasps> finger. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh huh. I just have to get up and leave usually because yeah. I just can't take it. Yeah. Okay. So we won't eat on today's podcast with each other then. <laughs> No, that's never a thing that will happen. I have this friend who will get on her Instagram stories, and I don't think she listens to this, but we've talked about it, her and I. Um, And she, like, always has these super long stories where she's, like, doing a lot of talking. And for whatever reason, it's always the same time where she decides she needs to have a snack or a meal. So as she's, like, storying on Instagram, she's, like, munching on carrots or, like whatever it is and I'm just like oh for the love of God I'm like I literally cannot skip through these fast enough I'm like I can't I can't do it I even have like the problem podcast a monster when when someone's voice is kind of like really like spitty sounding (laughs) almost you know like on podcasts I'll have to like turn it way down and stuff yeah and I have no idea maybe my voice does that I'm not sure I know it's it's really a struggle I feel you on that yeah um well I don't know if I have anything I feel like I have to come up with them more often so I I do actually kind of run out which is unbelievable but um nothing like silly I did have a doctor's appointment today like the first one I've had in a long time since I had my son um because I just didn't have insurance for the longest time and like I I'm just really annoyed with like healthcare professionals in general lately Mm. but Today just like put me over the edge a little bit. She, I have like this this new doctor that I've been seeing because I haven't had a regular doctor for a while, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, well we have this person that's an option, or we have this other person that's an option. One's a woman, one's a man. I'm like, I'll probably take the woman. Mm-hmm. Like I just am not like super comfortable with, you know, sharing my intimate you know, things about my vagina and my (laughs) asshole with a man that I'm not sleeping with. Fair enough. Um, So anyway, (laughs) I was like, I'll take the lady, I guess. And she is fine, but she's very like the bedside manner needs some work. And like as a plus size person, doctors can be kind of anxiety inducing in general. Um, But she's very much like like today I went in and I had I had done like lab work before my appointment. She's going over everything with me, you know, very like getting me the information like right. bop, 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 like not even do you have any questions? Are yeah. you you know, are you understanding what I'm saying? Noth- none of that. 
I was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> um, and she's basically telling me like, okay, your cholesterol looks good. Your blood pressure looks good. Basically telling me I'm healthy. And then, but your BMI is this and you should probably lose some weight oh. and da, da, da. I'm just like, you literally just told me I'm healthy. Like, right. Yeah. I hate doctors. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's please gross. leave me alone. Yeah. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I, that just happened today and I'm annoyed about it. So. Yeah. I'd be super There's annoyed too. Thing. That's annoying. It's like you take the lab test to tell you if you're healthy or not. I know. Like, you know, it's not like it I'm shouldn't like, be subjective. BMI scale is a scam. Don't right. you know that lady? Yes. Oh, and then she goes, you know, I like, if you, if you ever want to help or you ever have questions, like I help people with that all the time, you can give me a call. I'm like. Are you a doctor or are you a nutritionist? Right. I feel like those are different things. Right. Can you? I mean, I guess you could probably be both. Yeah. But she didn't say she was. So I'm like, I'm good, lady. That's weird. Yeah. Ugh, I'm like, gross. I just met you like a week ago, but okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's now, that I'm, now that we're like, <laughs> now that we're all pissed. Like, get to, let's get on with the interview. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh no oh. that's that's a legit pet peeve yeah yeah it really is yeah. usually mine are pretty silly but that yeah. one's not as silly it's Ugh. pretty serious yeah. that's a whole other yeah conversation yeah um but yeah so i guess just to get us started here maybe just like tell us a few things about you mm-hmm. um where you're from if you're from here or not uh your family what you like to do yeah. when you're not doing all your a million <laughs> jobs <laughs> yeah I'm I'm not from um Bellingham but I'm from Port Orchard out on the peninsula and I came to this area to go to Western and then I just I was like one of those people who went to college and graduated and then I never left <laughs> I just happens stayed. a lot around yeah here. Mm-hmm. so I um graduated in 2004 and then like I met my husband in college and then we just landed jobs and, and stayed. So, um, yeah, we live right in downtown Bellingham, which is super fun and like a couple of blocks mm-hmm. from, um, wink, wink. And, um, and we have a seven year old daughter and we just love like our little downtown living condo life. Yeah. Yeah. So I miss living in Bellingham someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad, but I definitely miss the convenience yes. of it especially like in linden it's like we don't have a freeway yeah we have like one good grocery store <laughs> and there's not a whole lot going on yeah but yeah <laughs> um so i guess i mean how like let's talk about maybe just like from when you graduated from school up until like when did you i know that wink wink is fairly new to Bellingham it's yeah. not been around that long right mm-hmm. how when did you open um this year yeah this year it'll be three years okay so yeah. okay yeah. so yeah I guess just kind of like talk us through a little bit like what led you up to that point what were you doing before like yeah. how does everything else kind of come into play yeah. <laughs> um some maybe a timeline of sorts I don't know however you want to yeah. explain it <laughs> yeah I get the question a lot of like how did you end up opening a sex shop yeah. like how did that happen yeah. um you know I graduated from western and I had been a volunteer at domestic violence and sexual assault services okay. and I was working with survivors and um as a volunteer and then um, when I graduated, I got hired um, by 
um, DV SAS is the organization mm-hmm. and as their education coordinator. And so I was going out to, I went to every middle school, um, public middle school and high school across Whatcom County for several years. And I was doing workshops about consent and healthy relationships with young people. And when was this? This was, I know. I'm like, did I, I missed, I think I missed out on this. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Cause I felt like I, I got to like, tell young people the things that I would have wanted to hear, you know? And so it was really cool. I did that for years and then I stayed at the organization and I did fundraising and communications for them. And so I was there for almost a decade. Okay. Um, And it was like this very formative experience in my life, like looking at the world through this kind of lens, this like feminist lens and violence prevention Mm -hmm. um, was really amazing. And then I had my daughter and, um, and she had, you know, some complications at birth and and I ended up leaving the organization thinking I was going to stay at home um, and be with her and be a full time mom. And that lasted like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I didn't love it, but because like exciting opportunities totally. came along and yeah. stuff. So I um, there's nothing wrong with enjoying <laughs> working and like having some sort of purpose outside of just being a mom totally yeah Yeah. so I was doing all this like contract work for doing like communications and events for nonprofit organizations and for local government just um you know kind of as needed people would hire me and I kind of always knew though I wanted to go back to the work that I was doing at DV SAS and violence prevention and talking about um you know, what healthy relationships can look like, but I didn't want to do it in the same way. And so for a few years, I just kind of like marinated, like I just kind of let things mm-hmm. like marinate. And then um, we were in Nashville, Tennessee on vacation. Okay. We're sitting in a brewery. <laughs> My husband gets up and he goes to the bar to grab a beer and he comes back to the table. And I said, I have an idea. I want to open a sex shop. <laughs> And it was like... He probably wasn't that surprised. No, he was like, cool. <laughs> I'm like, judging by what the, the energy I'm picking up here, yeah. someone who knows you probably yeah. wouldn't be super surprised Also, by that. it was like the hundredth idea he had to hear about, right. you know? <laughs> but I, you know, and, and I kind of talked about it and I thought like, this could be the, the, the way I do this work is like creating the good part of sex, like talking about sex and relationships and consent, but from this like healthy, positive Mm -hmm. perspective. And so, um, yeah, I just, I kind of just kept like plugging away at the idea Mm -hmm. and expecting it to fail at some point. And then somehow it, it just didn't. And then I opened a store. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. That's that was, crazy. That was what happened. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually ever been like inside the physical store. I've like looked in the window and I've bought stuff online. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's uh it's cool to have like a local small shop to support, you know, other than, you know, your only other options are like online and other big store names or whatever, or like lovers package, yeah. which is like feels very like grimy kind of when you want not to like shame anyone who works there or goes there but it's just like a different vibe for sure so it's kind of cool to have like a more of a boutique experience it's something that you know it should be fun Mm -hmm. and enjoyable and not like weird and like you feel uncomfortable and yeah. yeah so that's really cool yeah um so I think I had actually someone um message when I posted about um, this um, podcast episode um, asking about, um, you know, because I'm talking about how, you know, you guys are um, 
all ages, inclusive, you know, women owned, all of the great things. And she's like, well, you know, all ages, like to me, when I hear all ages, that means children. And that feels kind of confusing and weird. I don't really know how to feel about that. Can can you like maybe elaborate on what that means? Yeah. For so, your store. Yeah. So um, we don't sell anything like pornography in the store. We don't sell any age restricted items. So right now you can go to like Walmart or like the Rite Aid in downtown Bellingham and they have vibrators and cock rings and you can buy those. In really? B&H. Yeah. Washington State doesn't have um, doesn't have rules around that. So the more you know. Exactly. So the only thing <laughs> that are like age restricted here are like pornography you know like dvds the magazines and stuff we don't sell any of that kind of stuff at the shop um so we're all ages when i was opening the shop you know traditionally sex shops are 18 and up and 18 is just an arbitrary age though that like society has picked for when they think it's okay and for me it was really important that like we create a space where people can come in and it's shame-free environment and it's positive and um, you get accurate information. And so to me, it just felt antithetical to say like, um, you know, but oh, but you have to be 18 years old because yeah. what I sell is not. It's kind of just keeps up with the like taboo yeah, of sex totally. and right. who it's for and who can enjoy it. Right. And, so I think know, sometimes people hear all ages and they're envisioning I'm like, promoting sex toys to small children realistically what it looks like is that like sometimes we have like teenagers who are coming in and like looking at toys or buying condoms or buying lube or something like that and sometimes we have parents who come in with like really small kids who don't know what they're looking at at right um so to me it has been it's been it's been a good experience sometimes to have young people in the store and Mm -hmm. we sell things like chest binders for trans folks Mm -hmm. and so I, you know, I've gotten to sell like binders to first binders to like middle school and high school age kids and stuff. And that's always like really cool to do. So um, it's not nearly as like skeevy and weird as people think when they hear an all ages shop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that totally makes sense. And I think I think on this subject, there's going to be not only just the sex shop, but comprehensive sexual education in general. There's a lot of. Uh, strong opinions and um, the people I feel like people and I I probably used to be one of those people too where like you you think you know when you grow up with it being a sex being a certain way and taught a certain way and then um, thinking of like oh wait so you know I grew up all thinking like okay abstinence is the only option it's like well that's not really um, realistic. <laughs> and, you know, you, how do you, you know, you getting, getting that uh, balance between making sure that, you know, children are educated in an age appropriate way rather than just like, let's not talk about yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, oh, you have your period. Right. So now we have to talk about this at right. least. And also like, don't have sex ever. Um, and that's pretty much it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And you know, the thing is, is that um, all people and, you know, kids, they learn about sex, whether we teach them or not. Right. They learn about it from somewhere. And um, and most of the messages that most of us are getting around sex are both shameful and inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And um, so to me, it's like, while I'm obviously not like advertising to kids and stuff, it's I feel like I have um, I'm, I'm offering a, a space where um, we can provide messages that are actually 
you know, supportive and affirming and mm-hmm. not awful. Um, yeah. And, you know, that also, the, I'm, I mean, I'm around sex toys all the time. So they like mean nothing to me in terms mm-hmm. of making me uncomfortable. And I'm sometimes, um, you know, I think about like, this is literally a lot of what we sell. It's like, it's a piece of silicone with a motor inside of it. Like there's nothing that is dangerous to anybody yeah. in what we sell. It's just our pervasive discomfort around yeah. sex. So totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's, there's been, especially, I mean, especially around where I live in Linden, where it's like a a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of religious um, Mm -hmm. people. Um, And I'm sure every, you know, a lot of other places too. But um, it's just like, I had something in my brain and now I'm losing it. This is this is mom life. The mom I totally brain. relate. Um, oh my god! I literally just had a full brain fart. <sighs> I hate my life. Um, well, yeah. anyway, on to the next thing that I wanted to know. Um, I was going to ask to like, okay, do you have? You have to have employees, right, who work in the shop. Yeah. So, do you do any kind of training with your employees around like? Um, how to handle if like, let's say a younger person or a teenager or whatever comes in and has questions about sex or about, um, you know, something they're trying to buy Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, do you, do you do any sort of like training with your employees on just kind of like the appropriate way to handle Mm -hmm. those types of situations or the younger customers or you know what I mean you know so all of our staff are trained um and certified through the center for sexual pleasure and health and so which is which is cool that was a thing yeah it's a non-profit organization (laughs) in Rhode Island I think they might have just changed their name to something else okay if you don't find them online they still exist they're just called something else but um they offer training specifically for retail employees of sex shops and it's like very inclusive and accurate and all this stuff Mm -hmm. so all of our staff go through that training in terms of training them like specifically for young people um I mean I have two employees and they're incredible um but we don't do any like specific training on how to um on how to work with young people because for every person who comes in the shop we meet them where they're at and and honestly most many adults who come to the shop do not know what they're looking at they don't know about their bodies they have gotten a lot of inaccurate information they're feeling embarrassed and nervous and maybe ashamed for the Mm -hmm. reasons that they're there and I'd say that's true for like a lot of people of all ages yeah so when younger people come in and I mean it's usually like late teenagers um you know we are gonna ask them what are you looking for what kind of you know what are what information can I provide to you um and we we're going to give them the same essentially information and education and assistance and support that we would give to anybody else yeah that's great um so I think I saw too that you guys also sorry that y'all also offer um classes Mm -hmm. education through the shop yeah yeah how does that work what does that look like yeah so we normally when we're doing all in-person stuff we have an event space that we do our classes in we're doing a bunch of them online right now but yeah we offer workshops on like tons of different topics um they're talk based so they're not (laughs) they're no live demos sometimes people (laughs) think that we're doing way way kinkier stuff than we are it's just like me talking Um, yeah but and we bring in guest speakers so they range from i mean like blowjob workshops and orgasm classes. Can I I say that on here? Yeah, of course. You Um, can say whatever. Awesome. I love it. You know, we do that kind of fun stuff. Um, Yeah, orgasms classes, 
you I'm know, like, kinky let me stuff. write that down <laughs> so I can remember to check it out later. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so we do that stuff. But then we also do like we do classes on like raising um, kids in like a shame free household or we just did a sex and menopause class. Um, we've done like queer informed care. Like if you are a professional in the community, how can you better serve queer folks? And um, we've just done all kinds of things. So they've ranged from like, you know, the more like salacious mm-hmm. kinds of classes to like more serious classes Mm -hmm. and um again like people have not very much education because it wasn't provided and we don't talk openly about sex and so it's been Mm -hmm. really nice to be able to offer classes to the community and I think it's been a cool experience for the people who are in them because often it's like you know you're like sitting with other people like learning about blowjobs and that in and of itself is like I know it might sound weird but I think it's kind of empowering to be able to do that to be like this doesn't have to be a secret it doesn't have to be taboo yeah I can we're all doing yeah totally well I mean (laughs) many of us are you know what I mean (laughs) it being sexy things sexy things yeah yeah so yeah we have all kinds of fun classes and Yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah that's, uh, that's so many things I didn't know. <laughs> um, so, so how did you, so you have your shop. Yeah. You're also a sex coach. Were you a sex coach before you had your shop or did that come after? Came after. I opened the shop and then realized like we have the store and we have classes, but people kind of needed like a one-on-one option. Mm -hmm. And again, that's all talk-based also. Um, And so, you know, people would be in the shop and it's like, you only have a few minutes with people when they're in the store. And, um, you know, sometimes people come into the store and they're like, I've never had an orgasm before. I have been trying my entire life to have an orgasm. Which of these toys is going to make me have an orgasm? And it's like, I can make recommendations on that, but, um, we like need to sit down and talk a little bit more about what, what may be, um, what may be causing some of the struggles, what other strategies and stuff like that. And there's, you know, couples that have like one person has high desire and the other person has really low desire and they are coming into the store to like fix it. And that's just, there's there, I can't do a lot in five to 10 minutes. It's like a bandaid, right? Totally. Um, and so coaching is really cool because it's like goals based. It's like, I want to have an orgasm or like my partner and I are not seeing eye to eye on desire levels. How can we like get there so that, you know, it's, not miserable for us anymore and so that's Mm -hmm. where coaching comes in where it's like it's it's able to offer more education and support for people than we can do in a few minutes at the shop yeah yeah. I mean I feel like I mean it sounds like essentially like therapy yeah right it's kind of like therapy but in that like it's one-on-one but it's not we don't like dig into everything in your past and stuff it's like where are you trying to go? Where are you today? Where are you trying to go? I will give you strategies and like tips and tools and help you get there. Um, and so some people who do coaching also do therapists, um, like also do therapy and see them. But yeah, um, coaching is like, it's like life coaching. It's like you have gotcha. a goal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, obviously like a very great option to be able to offer that to people who maybe like like I said it's like you can't really put a band-aid on that if you you know like having a toy is it going to magically right make you yeah orgasm well it might but (laughs) sometimes it does but sometimes there's 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 other things going on (laughs) yeah Yeah. and sometimes people don't know how to use toys you know mm -hmm. they're like not sure how to use it for people who've like never masturbated they're they're 
they don't know where to start, which of course makes a lot of sense. And so that's where coaching can actually like help you to do the things that you want to be able to do. Okay. So how do you decide what you sell in the store and um, like what different toys you bring in or um, I mean, what, what do you sell other than you said you sell binders Mm -hmm. and I know you guys sell um, lingerie Mm -hmm. a little bit too and lube and Mm -hmm. what else, what else are we going to find? Vibrators, dildos, um, like I'm going around the store in my head, like (laughs) massage stuff. You know, we sell toys for booties, toys for penises. um, And we sell some amount of like BDSM kinky-ish kind of stuff. Um, And then... And then we have all kinds of gifty type items. Too, okay. So, yeah. So like you're pretty much standard. Yeah. 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 Um, somebody did ask. This is just seems like a good place <laughs> to ask. Um, but someone asked what your top selling toy is. Ooh. Yes. Do you know off the top of your head? I'm trying to think. So a top selling toy um, is definitely going to be a vibrator. We sell more vibrators than like anything else in the shop. Um, We have a couple of um, like it's called the Vidu Bam Mini. It's like a little small bullet vibe. So it's like a little teeny tiny um, vibe that you use externally. Um, But it's like a really good price point. It's rechargeable, waterproof. Um, So we sell a lot of that. We also, you know, we still sell tons of magic wands, like the old school Hitachis and stuff. I don't even know what that is. They are like, they look like, (laughs) they look like power tools and they are like, I call them the orgasm makers because it's like, they are tried and true. Strong. Yeah. If you have a kid I'm like not that I'm speaking from experience but I'm like if you have a kid and you have 45 seconds to like bang one out yourself the magic wand is the way to get there like that is so we still sell tons of those but um but okay. yeah yeah <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah. I I um for a long time well actually I didn't even start like playing with the idea of like masturbation or anything. Like I said, I grew up very much like abstinence is the only way. I didn't even like yeah. have sex for the first time until I was 18. Like it was a whole thing. But anyway, um, I remember the first time I bought a vibrator. I think it was a vibrator. It might have mm-hmm. been a dildo. I don't really know. What's the difference? Tell me the difference. Yeah, I get the question a lot. A lot of people come into the store and they call everything a dildo. And I'm yeah, like, do yeah. you actually mean a dildo or are you just are used to calling toys dildos? So yeah. dildos are generally um, like more phallic shaped items, more like penis shaped okay, items that are insertable and they usually don't vibrate. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. But I was like, wait. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I go into... Um, I was like, I'm going to go buy myself a toy. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've done zero research. I'm just going to go in and pick something <laughs> out and see what happens. Yeah. So I go into, I was actually going to a bachelorette party. And so I was like, well, I'll go to Spencer's mm. in the mall because yeah. then I two birds, one stone, you know? Uh, so I picked up a bunch of stuff for the bachelorette party and I'm like staring at this wall of like glow in the dark and pink and purple and bright <laughs> right. colored, like whatever you name it they had it there and I was like oh no what do I do and I'm like looking around I'm getting all hot there's like people everywhere I'm like just grab something (laughs) so I just grabbed something and it was it was like this like I mean it does it vibrates but it's not shaped like like a like a penis Mm -hmm. but it's like you can insert it I'm just really um (laughs) 
revealing myself today. <laughs> but anyway, I buy this thing and it's one of those ones that like needs like those giant batteries inside. Oh, yeah. Like flashlight batteries. Yeah. <laughs> so this is so embarrassing so I'm like okay well I have to get batteries right so why I did this I do not know of all places you can go buy a freaking battery I go to Best Buy Best Buy should have just gone to like Walmart or something or bought it online I don't know anyway I go to Best Buy decided that was a good idea and I'm like, so I'm describing to the, but someone walks up to me and goes, um, what do you, you know, what are you looking for? And I was like, um, where, where are your batteries? And he's like, oh, what do you, what do you need them for? What kind of batteries do you need? And I was like, um, you know, the ones that are like really big and round. And he's like, what is it for? And I was like. A gift. <laughs> and he just like, he just, he just looked at me like he, like it clicked in his head. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to a bachelor party. I got to get, I need, needs batteries. <laughs> I was like all scrambly and nervous. And he was like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. And like showed me where they were. And I left the store looking like a tomato. So red. It was so embarrassing. Oh so that gosh. was my first experience ever buying yeah. a toy for myself. Yeah. Well, um, most of our toys are rechargeable. So luckily no one has to go to Best Buy afterwards. Oh my God. <laughs> so embarrassing. That is so funny. <laughs> I should have just told him it was for a flashlight, but apparently right. I'm not quick on my feet like that when I get nervous. And I'm not a very good liar either. Right. So I was just like, uh, uh, do you really want to know? <laughs> Wowie. Woo. Okay, so... Um, I feel like that's a, is there any, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about the shop specifically that we haven't gone over that I want to know about. Mm -hmm. I'll probably think about something later, mm -hmm. but, um, so you've got your shop, you've got your sex coaching. Okay. And then you've got your, you're the school board president <laughs> for the Bellingham yeah. school district. Switching is gears. that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So how, how does this all go together? How did that start? Yeah. What, what's, yeah. How, I don't even know. I don't even really know what a school board president does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, 2017 was like a very empowered year for me okay. personally, I guess. And so I, I decided I was going to run for school boards. So, you know, school boards are essentially like the top of the hierarchy for school districts. Like you okay. are above the superintendent. Um, oh, yeah. wow. So you're really kind of like in charge of um, the district. Now, that doesn't mean that we do everything in the district like we kind of provide oversight but um but in 2017 I decided I'm gonna run for school board I'd always really been I thought I was gonna be a teacher for a while I'd worked in schools for so long when I was at um domestic violence and sexual assault services I'm really passionate about um just working with young people and especially young people who have like additional challenges in their life and so I thought oh, I'll run for school board and then I also decided that year that was the Nashville trip and I thought oh, I want to open a sex shop. And so I was already running for school board. <laughs> and I thought I, ha I had an opponent in the election who was a really lovely, awesome person that I would have happily voted for had I not been running against her. So I kind of thought like, well, I probably won't win the election or this business idea will fall through. Like, oh, I didn't even know won't. it was that serious. I didn't even know you could like run. Yeah, no, something. it's like it's like you have to campaign and stuff. I mean, <laughs> where oh, have I been living under a rock? No, it's just no one knows anything about 
about school boards. We're like at the bottom of the ballot and nobody, no one ever gets to us. Wow. So yeah. So um, yeah, I kind of, that whole year I was like, I'm sure I'll either you lose the election or like the business won't work out. And then it seemed like the business was going to work out. And then on election night when I won, I was like, yay. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be the sex shop school board lady. <laughs> and that was exactly what happened? And I'm running for re-election right now, actually. I'm like, okay, yeah, just I'm so I will be on the ballot this year. Okay. Not in Linden, though, in Bellingham. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So when you when you run for re-election, is it like a presidency where you re- run for re-election and then you can't do it again after that? Or is it more like a... Like a, you can keep running over and over okay. for school board. They do not make you stop stop at any point. So, so yeah. But my term, our terms are four years, so I have to okay. run every four years. This is so, so wild. Yeah, <laughs> I've hated school, so like I guess I never really looked into anything that had to do with school after I was done. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But, um. So okay. So Bellingham School District. Does that mean like? all the schools in Bellingham all the schools in Bellingham wow yeah yeah that's a lot of power (laughs) (gasps) I'm starting to sweat just thinking about that I'm like it's not for me I'm glad you're a Leo seems like you can probably handle it (laughs) oh my gosh so so what kind of decisions are you making um in that position like what is that yeah entail so our board is like our role as a board member and the way that our board works is that we are primarily in charge of the hiring and firing of the superintendent which we've done neither of those things since I've been on but our job is that we are monitoring the work of the superintendent which means monitoring the work of the district to make sure that it's meeting the goals and the vision that we and our community has for what good schools and look like and what we want our students to be like when they graduate and that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like reading reports and hearing about work of the district and meeting, you know, getting to meet teachers and students and all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun and interesting. And, um, and we have a really wonderful superintendent who, um, the district, who's the superintendent, Greg Baker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like I have, um, there's a guy who gets his haircut. I've cut his hair a couple times, but he gets his haircut by one of my coworkers in the salon. And I thought he was a superintendent. Hmm. But maybe he's not because that's not his name. Okay. Maybe he's he's I know he had something. Something <laughs> that's not a teacher. It's higher than a teacher, but it's not that apparently. I think his name's Steve Clark. Oh yeah. Steve, Steve Clark. Clark. Yeah. Okay. So you know who he just about? he just retired last school year, but he oh, he he is like okay. a gem of the in the he's district. He's the nicest. He's a wonderful yeah. person. Yeah. 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 He's one of those people that like you meet him and you remember and like I just, yeah. he's, we've been, we were really lucky to have him for so yeah. long. So. Wait, so was he a superintendent? He wasn't, he was the assistant superintendent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I knew it was something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that'd be really bad if he was one of my regular clients and I had no idea. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Something with the school. Yeah. <laughs> Can't keep track of all of you guys yes. and your jobs. Um, okay, so I did have somebody, uh, message and say it was kind of more kind of a not really a question more of an encouragement slash curiosity I'll just read you exactly what she said she said I love Jen would love to hear her talk about her role as school board president which you kind of just did and the recent controversy with the Bellingham school district hope she hasn't been getting too much heat Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know what she was talking about and then somebody else sent in a less nice response and I was like (laughs) 
<laughs> I am not giving that the time of day. Um, so um, if anyone, I actually posted one of my um, one of my regular, well, a few of my regular clients are teachers yeah. um, in the Bellingham School District, um, one of which she kind of like blew up on TikTok mm-hmm. over this whole mm-hmm. COVID thing. Yeah. She's a math teacher at Fairhaven <laughs> Middle School. Um, shout out, Brianne. Um, but she posted a TikTok recently about how um, part of the curriculum I think it is mm. now for I don't know all the details mm. you can correct me but um is like on like the reading list um is the I am jazz book it was yeah it like was that. just it, yeah the and bo- she was just yeah. talking about how the people were really upset about it and how um the district decided like nope this is this is we are okay with this mm-hmm. and we want everybody to feel accepted and mm-hmm. welcome and just talking about she's like I'm just so proud I'm like hell yeah, yeah. so anyway <laughs> I think that's what she's referring to I yeah. assume yeah 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 we had there was a there was a um yeah kind of a, a recent event that got a bunch of attention okay. nationally and it was it was just that book was in the school library the I am jazz book about a transgender um young person and it was read in a class and then there was um you know a, a parent who was angry about it um and um and it, it, it the story got um picked up by conservative um media outlets lovely and so it wasn't actually something in bellingham that initially was oh, really the, yeah no oh, so okay. it, it got picked up by by conservative media outlets and then essentially made the round in like far right media so it was interesting because okay. it was, it was it was kind of took over my life for several days before anybody knew what was happening here. Gotcha. And so, and then because I'm the school board president and then I own this all ages sex shop, um, that of course made for a juicy tidbit in the story. Gotcha. Um, and so that was, that was what, um, what had happened and so oh, okay. yeah the shop was targeted with harassment i'm jewish oh which God. is on my instagram profile which people found um and i got a bunch of hate speech anti-semitic hate speech and and stuff so you know it, it's just really sad because yeah. obviously from our conversation right now people can have such an opportunity to learn something yeah. and to be a little bit more open-minded and maybe expand their worldview a little bit yeah. when it comes to um, other people's expression and gender and, mm-hmm. you know, sex and education yeah. and all of that. And instead of actually taking five minutes to like, I don't know, use their brains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just default to negativity and harassment. Yeah. And yeah, when it's just, I mean, we, I think logically we probably know that that's more of like projection and insecurity yeah. kind yeah. of coming forth, but it still sucks to be on the receiving end yeah. of that. That's yeah. not a good time. It's hard. And, you know, I, you know, I'm a straight cisgender person, but I, I work with so many queer and trans folks at the store and know there's, you know, many queer and trans young people in our community. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept thinking the whole time, like the kids are watching, you know, these young people totally. are watching and they're hearing this. And, um, and so I was really proud to be part of a district that um, stood up and and affirmed um, these students and affirmed the reading of the book and affirmed that we need 
library books that represent the kids that are in our school and the families in our community. So, so it was just that the book was in the library. It was in the library and it was read in a class. So it wasn't part of the curriculum. It was just okay, the book in gotcha. the library read in the class. So, um, and you know, we have people from all different beliefs and values in our schools sure. and, um, and there's space for that. But we also, um, you know, we have to ensure that we are we are being inclusive and that yeah. we're representing for our queer and trans kids and families. So, yeah, I yeah. mean that type of inclusion yeah. and uh, just visibility is can literally save lives. Absolutely. So yep. I don't know. It just blows my mind that there are people that just yeah. refuse to even bring up the subject with their kids, especially as they get older, like, they're gonna like what do you they're gonna meet people who are trans or who are gay or who are you know queer and uh, everything that you can think of and wouldn't it be great if they were just accepting of everybody and you know at least had like basic information so that they could could be more inclusive and accepting and yeah yeah it's yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a weird couple of weeks, and um, it kind of scary. I mean, it was yeah. a little terrifying to be reading some of the messages that I was getting. But um, I and I, I kept thinking like, you know, if this is what I am getting, I just imagining being queer or trans and the kinds of messages and language and stuff, and thinking like this. It actually made me feel like this is why the work I do is so important. Yes. You know, it made me feel firmer in yeah. that, and like this is why we need to be supporting mm-hmm. queer youth, queer and trans youth. Like, we need to be working harder if this is what is out in the world for them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Well. <laughs> <laughs> just here. I know. It's like, shake that off. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, I guess um, I just have, like, a couple other, um, like, questions here that people um, wanted to know. One of which I was actually saving for this um, recording because the last the last sex episode I did was kind of more of like a silly fun like mm-hmm. we told some crazy stories whatever um, and this question I was like I want I want this person to have their question answered but I don't feel like I am the person who is going to be able to answer it okay. I feel I was like I feel like Jen might have a better grasp on how to answer this question okay. there's a couple other ones too but yeah. we'll start with this one since I kind of left her hanging okay the last time okay so this person messaged me and said um since getting sober one year clean from fentanyl i've lost my sex drive completely i've tried many ways to try to get it back but it just feels unnatural do you have any advice on how to just feel normal with my sexual side again Mm -hmm. yeah so this is really interesting um uh, we actually have a class coming up. It's on June 8th. If this podcast, you listening to it after June 8th, you can see a recording it of it. out, I believe, on the 7th. Okay. So June 8th, there's a class um, online through our shop through Wink Wink. Um, if you listen to this after the June 8th, um, it will, it should be available to watch online. Okay. Um, but it's actually on sex, alcohol culture and sobriety. And so we'll be talking about sobriety from all different perspectives because mm-hmm. it's a really common, um, challenge is yeah. that after sobriety and then you're body is different and your brain is different Mm -hmm. and your desire is different and the sensations that you're experiencing are different. And so, um, you know, it's kind of a matter of rebuilding, um, -hmm. rebuilding sensation and stimulation. So for anybody, I mean, I always recommend on starting slow and starting with yourself. And Mm -hmm. so, 
Um, adding partners into the mix, like when you are going through a big life thing and trying to figure out what feels good in your body again can be really hard. Um, and so, uh, you know, being in your body and figuring out what sensations you like and, um, Mm -hmm. and that can just be using hands, using lubes, using lotions. I mean, sometimes it's even just like starting with baths you know, starting being yeah. naked with yourself, like being on nice sheets that feel good and really just taking 20 minutes to like feel what the sh- sheets feel like on your skin and kind of rebuilding the ability to sit comfortably in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then using, you know, toys with yourself um, and just being able to build build that up um, and seeing what comes up for you. Is it gosh, it, nothing feels good? Is it I need more stimulation different than I used to? Is it I'm distracting and I need to work on grounding myself and um, being in my body, you know, it'll give you more information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, it's kind of a person by person thing that you probably would have to sit down with the specific person and hear a little bit more, but no, I think that's great advice. Yeah. It's really normal. I I think a lot of people um, are surprised that, um, you know, in sobriety that sex and sensations are feel so different not just in your body but the way they land in your brain and so it's a very well, normal I, experience. I think a lot too I mean I've never I've never had a substance abuse problem but I have had in coming into my own sexual liberation mm-hmm. points where I did I could not I, I didn't feel comfortable having sex unless I was at least a little like had some alcohol like yeah. the liquid courage or mm-hmm. like just been fully drunk or like whatever and like I got to thinking like, oh, my God, like I can't even remember the last time I had sober sex yeah. because I just like can't get myself to do it because it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I've gotten over that, thankfully. But um, that can be another thing, too, is just like the confident building yeah. up the confidence to be able to yeah. handle it without that extra. Yes. inhibitor you know it's um (laughs) yeah I mean I think that like we use alcohol as like a sexual crutch because I think it's it's very taboo to acknowledge the sex that we're having Uh, and it's really some for for some people it's very hard to kind of like look sex in the sober eye you know it's yeah difficult and so we rely on on substances to like to actually, you know, make us less inhibited. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm not like, wow, that's 100% horrible. But I do think that um, exploring what's underneath that of that, is it like, wow, I feel ashamed about what I want. Mm -hmm. I feel embarrassed. I feel, you know, ashamed of my body. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable that I even want sex at all. And so exploring what's underneath, like why alcohol or other substances needs to be present. Yeah. 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 Man, I'm like, I'm trying to book an appointment. (laughs) Um, Okay, switching gears a little bit. Somebody, a couple of people ask this in kind of different ways, but what is a fun way to spice up your sex life with a partner who isn't really into anything super kinky or um, experimental. Yeah. So I think a nice way to start if you're not using it already are like lubes, including flavored lubes. Um, that's a pretty, I think that's like a, a often pretty easy way to, to do things. So if you're not using any kinds of toys, any kind of lubes, lubes are usually like a good entry point. Um, they're not usually super intimidating. And so using a lube, which you can use on like any body parts, you know, it's fun to do the things you would normally be doing, but like have lube 
present, makes things a little wet, makes things taste, you know, different. Like flavored loops are a really kind of um, easy, easy mm-hmm. way to get in there. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I, I think that there's, um, if you have a partner that is comfortable with um, using like a vibrator or something, that is often, um, and having, sometimes I find that like, you know, men or people with penises like are almost like intimidated by having a vibrator present in their um, relationship. But sometimes I find that it's a little easier if it's like you get to use that on me, you know, so it's like you give it to him to like use all over your body. And so that's like kind of a fun Mm -hmm. way that it's that it that it can be Mm -hmm. an easier way to introduce it. It's like you're going to use this all over my body parts and like Mm -hmm. tease me with it a little bit. Right. So yeah, because I I find that sometimes it can be there's like the oh my gosh, why do you need a vibrator? You know, that kind of thing. I've had that happen before. Yeah, I actually did ask. I, I was like, hey, you know, this I didn't say this wasn't satisfying, but yeah. you know, we, we finished, he finished, I didn't finish. And yeah. I said, Hey, do you mind? He d- didn't seem like he was interested in continuing to help me yeah. finish. So I said, Hey, do you mind if I pull a toy out yeah. to help myself finish? Yeah. And he, he was like, yeah, whatever. No worries. What? And then, so I did. Yeah. And then he got like all weird about it and yeah. was like, Oh, well, he was like that. That's not really like a fair like thing or whatever. Like, oh, no man can ever keep up with. I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Like it right. is chargeable and like right. won't right. stop until I tell it to. So yeah, yeah of course it's not like a man. <laughs> right. I mean, if people people could be like really offended by the presence like, of a vibrator. I, you but... said you were fine with it. Right, I totally. asked. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's yeah. People can sometimes be feel like intimidated or yeah. like their ego, like it, it's painful for their ego. But like at the end of the day, it's like a piece of silicone with a motor inside. Like it's yeah. not a replacement for like a warm, loving, wonderful human being that's next to you. It's a thing that vibrates and. And needing clitoral stimulation to have an orgasm is way more common than not. It's like 80% yep. of women um, need clitoral stimulation, mm-hmm. consistent clitoral stimulation to have an orgasm. And so it's just like the way our bodies are designed. Um, so so that's where I always think that if you're going to introduce a vibrator and that is a concern in the relationship, giving it him to like control on yeah. in terms of like putting it on your body and teasing and stuff can mm-hmm. be a, like a good way to do it. Yeah. 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 Um, what about like if you're having um, do you have advice for people who maybe have trouble um, say they're in a monogamous um, committed relationship mm-hmm. and one person is um, wanting to have sex more than the other person mm-hmm. and they want to have conversations about that, but don't really know where to start yeah. or how to like what the best way to bring that up is because it can be kind of a yeah, even with someone you trust and care about, it can be uncomfortable to yeah. confront someone about yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. No, mismatched desire is super common. Like I think that most relationships have a mismatch of desire in some way or another. And it's really common where like the lower desire person um, we look at them like they're the one with the problem. If they could just have a higher desire, which is I really, it's like there's just different types of desire and that's okay for us to have different levels and different types. The thing I recommend the most is the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And it is incredible, like her framework for looking at desire and how to 
um, understand desire and what to do if you have um, different desire levels is is amazing. It's like, I can't loan out my copy of it because I've like underlined every sentence in the book. Um, but you know, it's, um, some people have spontaneous desire where they mm-hmm. just like walk in the door from work and they want to have sex. And some people have responsive desire where it's not going to pop up for them in their brain and they may not feel desire until they're already doing something sexual. And that's um, called responsive desire. Okay. So it's like, okay, I guess I'll lay down. I'll lay down in bed with you and let's make out. And now that I'm making out, yeah, okay, I could be interested in this. And mm-hmm. so it's good to know what kind of desire you mm-hmm. have because sometimes people think they have low desire, but they just have responsive desire. So then you have to recognize, all right, I need to be intentional about putting myself in situations where I'm open to the opportunity mm-hmm. of feeling desire. Like mm-hmm. let's sit on the couch and just make out. And then if you feel more than that, then going with it. Right? Yep. But that book, Come As You Are, is I so recommend that. And she explains spon- spontaneous and responsive desires so well. Do you sell books at the store? Yes, we sell tons <laughs> of books. Yeah, I have that my manager um, like has to limit me on how many books I want in the store. <laughs> We're just going to be a bookstore. But people, it's like information is so good to have yeah. on this. And there are a lot of really good sex books. And so um, mm-hmm. we carry lots of them because things like that, like it's a whole book on desire. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yes. So the information exists. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's so I keep I, I keep thinking back to my own personal experience because I'm the one sitting in the chair. <laughs> um, but it just thinking about like, man, if I had all this information sooner or earlier, like yeah. how much different, uh, you know, my my journey with sex and, you know, self pleasure and all of that, how different it could have been. Yeah. Um, it's just like the most normal, natural thing for really any like human mammal animal whatever yeah and I just it's it's just such this like taboo thing and it just doesn't it shouldn't be yeah and just think the world would be a better place if we had I totally agree spoke about the information more openly and weren't so freaked out about like oh well my eight-year-old doesn't need to be talking about sex and it's like well they're probably already touching themselves absolutely right yeah just gonna ignore that and just not give them any info right Right. well one of the things like we did we did a sex and intimate or sex and menopause class with dr kelly casperson who's a local urologist that's amazing and she does a podcast called you are not broken and it's a sex podcast and it's great but you know she was talking about sex and menopause and she sees a lot of patients that are older and it's like that lack of information about sex impacts you your entire lifespan because yeah. that one en- uh, ends up happening is like later in life somebody has erection challenges or there's menopause and vaginal dryness or desire changes it's like if you don't have information about how your bodies change and sex changes and, de- and desire changes and what you can be doing to have intimacy and connection it's like it impacts it impacts you your whole life and your whole relationship. So I think it's super important. Like we think about education just for young people. Yeah. It's like we need to be educating like 40, 50, 60 year yeah, olds. Yeah, I mean think stuff, of how many different know? stages of life yes. you go in as you age yeah. too. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Never even thought about that. <laughs> well, I'm 29, so yeah. of course I haven't. But <laughs> now you now you'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. 
Um, another question that came up a lot the last time we did this that I think would be maybe a good one um, mm-hmm. for today is um, I have a lot of um, fellow mothers mm-hmm. who um, listen to the show and a lot of people wondering like how – Uh, just advice on how to, um, you know, after having a baby, a lot changes in your body and your brain, um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things. Uh, And, you know, getting back into, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like the desire piece, um, but just feeling, getting to a place where you're feeling comfortable again after giving birth. Mm -hmm. Um, getting back into yeah having sex again yeah. and and what that looks like and how to communicate your needs with your partner or mm-hmm. just you know all of all of yeah. that yeah i mean like having a baby changes everything <laughs> and um you know first of all i just always really encourage people to like give their self grace and patience after you've had a baby like people mm-hmm. have in their head like okay 6 weeks that's when that's when we can start having sex again that's not when you have to start having sex again yeah. that may not be right for everybody like you know giving yourself your body your brain some time to catch up Mm -hmm. with what has happened so that you're not rushing there is nothing that kills libido faster than pressure and so if you are if you are you know plowing ahead in your sex life because you feel the pressure to do so for a partner like that's a pretty surefire way to not feel desire and to not feel intimacy so um you know after having a baby giving yourself some like grace and Mm -hmm. and time i think also um and this is just kind of a general thing a lot of times we think about having sex means you like have to like you can't have intimate physical intimacy unless you're gonna like have sex like you're gonna do all of it you know and and i really encourage people like play like make out sometimes lay next to each other without your clothes on and yeah. talk about your day you know d- pretend you're teenagers and just do stuff with your hands <laughs> like, yeah it's, and i think after you've had a baby there's there's that like you know if it sounds more appealing to just sit close and make out and kiss, do that. It doesn't yeah. have to be like full blown sex every yeah. time. And I know I've heard from a lot of people that they've said, well, I didn't want to do all the things. So I didn't do any of the things. And so yeah. that's really important. I think after you've had a baby is, um, mm-hmm. is just, is just tiptoeing back into in- mm-hmm. intimacy a little bit and then being patient with your body. If it has changed mm-hmm. like sensations that felt good before may not feel good now. Yep. You may you may not have have like needed to use lube before and now you need to use lube. You may have orgasmed, you know, faster or slower before and now it's different and that's totally normal. Hor- hormones are different, you know, everything's different. And so just reacquainting yourself from like as non-judgmental of a place as mm-hmm. you can, getting to know yourself and body better at the pace that feels good for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think too like when it comes to partners i mean i've said this before but communication just in general is so huge of just like you know even if you don't quite know how to communicate what you need or want just just opening some sort of conversation of like hey i'm not quite ready for this yet yeah or you know 
ask, you know, let's talk, let's have a conversation in a week and see and check in and see yeah, where we're at or absolutely. whatever. Just like whatever that looks like for you and your relationship. Just like mm-hmm. there's they're just communication is such an important part yeah. of just, I mean, relationships in general with anybody but especially when it comes to sex and yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that just you just don't right people just don't talk about with yeah. each other we expect a lot of mind reading in sex yeah. and like a lot even in the healthiest <laughs> relationships I think there's a lot of like expectation of mind reading in sex and it's amazing the weight that can be lifted when we've just communicated clearly because again like pressure stress feeling like you wanted something, but you didn't say it. And now your partner's not doing it. And do you, you know, all that stuff like kills desire. Like yeah. it's really hard on desire. So it's, yeah, being able to be open with your partner and actually like tell them what you want is probably one of the fastest ways to actually feel desire again is to feel that like openness. And that's what intimacy is. Intimacy, like sex is sex. Intimacy is like that feeling of closeness and connection and that yeah. you are being held by your yeah, partner. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay, one more thing and then we'll kind of start wrapping things up. Yeah. This is really just for my own <laughs> my my own personal question. I'm sure somebody else probably is wondering the same thing, but so I have a three year old. Oh my god, I just hit the mic. I have a three year old yes. and I plan to raise him in a home that is very open and um inclusive and communicative and like I want him to be able to talk to me about anything and everything. Um I want I want to raise him in a way that I didn't get to be raised in the sense that like I never felt comfortable talking to my parents about yeah. anything close to sex or like really much else yeah. um, growing up. And that's it's not their fault. I, I'm very close to my parents now. They're great people. It's just different times. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 changing things now that I'm a parent and I know the things that I didn't get when I was a kid that I want to be able to um, do differently with my son. So all that to say, um, what, what advice would you give for like, um, people who have the goal of wanting to raise their children in a sex positive Mm -hmm. home and what, what is, you know, how to kind of start, like what's age appropriate and like where to kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, I guess one thing I can think of that I try to do right now with Lennox, my son, he's who is three, is mm-hmm. like just making sure he knows the the scientific names or the anatomical yeah. names of his body parts. Yep. Or, you know, if he's like poking at my belly or like at my boobs mm-hmm. or like other things, like I'll say, do you know what this is? And yeah. I will tell him the, what the word is. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess like as they get older, it's like, how do you how do you continue to keep that conversation open? but also keeping in mind age appropriateness. Yeah, totally. So one of the things, this is a resource that I love, which is um, they're on Instagram. It's called Sex Positive Family. I do follow Amazing. Them. And yeah. they have a book um, that is that we have in the shop um, that's like Sex Positive Conversations, um, I think is what it's called. Um, but it's amazing because it's, it's grouped by age. And it actually okay. starts with like like toddler age, like things that you can be doing up through teenagerhood on how to have these conversations, like sex positive talks, I believe yeah. is what, it, what it's called, the book. And, you know, the conventional way that we think about teaching our kids about sex is to like have like, quote, the talk. Mm-hmm. And obviously sex is not something that you cover in one it's conversation. It's not a one and done. No, no. Right. So, um, you know, I think at all ages you can be 
um, giving sex positive messages. And so like what you're doing is great. That would be like my top thing to suggest, which is using anatomical names, teaching kids the name of body parts in like a very shame free way Mm -hmm. and using those names um, as needed. I know another thing that sometimes comes up, you know, especially even with young kids, like where they're touching their genitals because Mm -hmm. it feels good because kids do that. Um, And so if and my son is three and he's already doing that. Yep. yep. Super common, right? Yep. If and when that comes up for people, really addressing it in like a shame free way. So some people will their instant reaction is like, Oh my gosh, stop doing stop that. Doing what are you that. what no, are you doing? That's you can't do that, you know. But um, you know, saying things like, um, if you'd like to do that, that's a private activity that you need to do in your room um, or mm-hmm. something, you know, just like um, I know you're doing that because that feels good and that's OK. But that kind of thing needs to be done in private. And I mm-hmm. just ask that you go to your bedroom to mm-hmm. do that. And, you know, providing this kind of like, hey, that's OK. I affirm you. But also like that's a private activity. Yeah. And I think that because I think many of us have first memories of of that and of an, of an adult being like, why would you do that? And you will feel bad about it for so so long right Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) so that kind of thing cut to me buying my first vibrator at spencer's (laughs) in the mall at age 23 and then getting batteries at best buy yeah yes totally yeah um you know there are a lot of really really great books to read with your kids and i think that that is really cool there's um like wink wink has a bunch of like kids specific books you know from like how babies are made and um what how bodies work there's puberty books you know reading those books with your kids asking them if they have questions referring them back leaving those books around the house mm-hmm. as for older kids when they can read I always suggest leaving books like that in the bathroom because they can look at them sure. and like pretend like they haven't been looking up the yeah. book about sex you know so just continuing <laughs> continuing to bring it up and um, answering questions mm-hmm. in as non-judgmental of a way as you possibly can and when you see things on TV or you see things you're reading these watching movies together pointing stuff out and talking about it yeah right yeah yeah I feel like too I catch myself sometimes not as much like recently just because my son is so young Mm -hmm. but I'll kind of catch myself in my own brain like about to say something or do something I'm like wait a minute Mm-hmm. don't react like that yeah. like that's your own stuff that you need to figure out from how you were raised or what you learned yeah. or didn't learn you know growing up that you need to figure out and not project that onto your kid because yes. that's not how you want to raise your kid yeah totally so I definitely find myself like fighting that urge to with that like that uh veil of shame when it comes yeah. to that topic yeah because I don't want that to be totally. but it's hard to yeah to flip the script for yourself sometimes. And, yeah. And you know. I, I always encourage people, encourage parents to really explore their own um, biases and judgments and shames and to think, you know, to think about who taught you about, where yeah. did you learn about sex and what were the message? I mean, even making lists and we've done this in, I've done this in so many workshops is like, where did you learn about sex? All the places, make a list of it and write it, write down what were all the messages that you received? What were all the things that you learned about sex and relationships? And then go through that list and decide which ones you want to keep and you want to continue in the raising of your own family and then decide which things you don't want to perpetuate in your own families Mm -hmm. and thinking about things that way of, because I think it's really hard, hard to set ourselves as a model of sex positivity when we haven't explored our own yeah (laughs) our own stuff yeah totally so yeah 
I'm just like, man, I got a list. I got a list of books I need to buy. <laughs> I need to start getting on the internet and searching classes. And <laughs> totally, right? I've tried to, you know, for myself, kind of figure, navigate it and figure it out in my own way. But it, it's good to know that there are so many amazing resources yeah. available. Um, sometimes it's just that that little voice in your head telling you, like, ah, no, you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's you can just skip that one. Yeah. Like we don't need to be looking that up. You know, right. whatever. But I mean, especially especially when you're raising children, it's, you know, it's going to come up. Those Absolutely. are sooner probably than you think. And, so. if, and if they're asking, quite, you know, as they get older um, and people say, oh, my, my kid asked me this question and they're nervous about it. I'm like, that's awesome. Because if your kids aren't asking you any questions, they are getting their questions answered elsewhere. So if your kid has asked you a question, that is such a good sign because all kids have questions. They just will find the place that they're comfortable to ask. Totally. Them. So, and I, I think it's good for parents to remember that you can answer incorrectly. And then if you find that you answered incorrectly, you can come back and correct yourself. Or you can come back and say, you know what? I didn't like the way I reacted earlier to you know, what I saw you doing or this question that you asked me. I don't like the way that I reacted earlier. And I want to, and I want to, you know, tell you what I was feeling at that time and like tell you the information I want you to have. Like, I think parents forget that sometimes. Like, yeah, we can be, um, we can mess up and then we totally. can fess up to it just like we expect of our kids. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely something I've been practicing too with Lennox. If I have like a reactive moment of not even about, you know, that, but just about sex, obviously, but like just other things, you know, toddlers are wild. They get into yes. stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's sometimes, you know, you get to the end of your rope and you react. And I've definitely had those moments where I've said, Lennox, you know, I'm really sorry that I reacted this way or that I talked to you this way. You know, that's not okay for me yeah. to do that. That's not the way I want to talk to you or to other people, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of like, you know, even though they're toddlers, you know, they're gonna, they kind of grow up learning that, yes. you know, shit happens. Yep. We mess up. We're all yep. human. And you just have to kind of bring it back, apologize if needed, and just explain yep. like, hey, this totally. wasn't about you. Yes. You know, I'm stressed. This is about my stress. This yeah. isn't about you. Yeah. You can mess up and you can be accountable and you can still be loved. And I yeah. think that's like both all really good lessons for kids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, man, we just really have covered a lot of ground today, <laughs> like really sex, have. parenting, <laughs> sex shops, school boards, <laughs> running for president. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I'm not kidding, actually. <laughs> not the president of the United States, yeah. but, you know, I love it. Um, I, I always hope after an episode like this where we're kind of jumping to different places I'm like I hope people send in more questions <laughs> and want more follow-up yeah um that may happen it may not whatever but um yeah I think is there anything else that you want the people to know or <laughs> I that think, you just yeah I think they know enough and more about me now <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm like ticking through my head all the people I have to warn that this podcast is coming out. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so if you haven't, if you're local to Whatcom County or if you're going to be visiting anytime soon, check out Wink Wink Boutique. It's on Cornwall? It's on Commercial Street. Commercial. Yes. I always get the C's mixed yep. up. <laughs> um, yeah, go check out the shop. Check it out online. Um, is that where you list all your classes too? Yes, okay, we list all of our so. classes there. Um, I'll of course link all of that in the show notes. Um, what else? If you're in Bellingham, we are still doing 
porch delivery of Ooh. our toys so you can order online and we will drive I will that's like what I was doing on the way here oh really <laughs> I, that and then I stopped to shop at Value Village but yes we will still deliver to your porch okay speaking of okay one more thing one more thing <laughs> I just I just thought of okay so around Valentine's Day I um so like I said like I'm 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 still even as a 29 year old like new to the world of like toys and yeah. experimenting with that sort of thing whatever um and I bought I think it's called the Satisfier yes. Pro yes. something or other mm-hmm. um and I like immediately it took a little while to kind of get the yeah. hang of it it's a it's a um the suction clitoral suction yes, vibrator yeah um and <laughs> i was like what is this magic and why did nobody tell me about <laughs> yeah. this before <laughs> and i like immediately like sent out a snapchat like not of me using it but like <laughs> it's not that it's not like that um to like all my girlfriends like you need this immediately yeah and then i i actually did have a girlfriend who went and bought one and she like sent me a message a couple of weeks later and she was like Oh my God. She's like, I, she's like, I have, she's like, I squirted using this thing. I've never done that before. Yes. I was like, I'm telling you. I love it. Um. Anyway, that was a really long winded way of me <laughs> saying for someone who really enjoys that type of toy, what would be like a comparable thing? Like if you wanted to get another one or a new thing or like um, an upgrade of that kind yes, of toy. Thank yeah. You. So we have the, the satisfier is like our entry level one kind of okay. a clitoral suction toys. We have, um, we now ha- we have the womanizer Liberty. And then the, the one that we have that I love so much is, um, the we vibe melt, which is that Ooh. kind of toy, but it has like a broader range of okay. settings. Um, and then we also have this is this one is like amazing. It's the Womanizer Duo. So it has the clitoral suction part, which is like the little opening that goes in the clitoris. And then it also has a G-spot vibrator at the same time. So you can like have <laughs> internal G-spot stimulation and clitoral stimulation with the clitoral suction thing at the same I'm time. Gonna it's amazing. Be single forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no man. (laughs) Probably for other reasons, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, (laughs) Well, I've had all my questions answered. So thank you so much for doing this, for coming out here. Um, Everybody, again, check out Wink Wink either in person or online. Um, Take a class. Um, if you have more questions, um, like I said, I will link websites and Instagram handles and everything in the show notes. Um, you can reach out to Jen on the Wink Wink Instagram page um, if you have more questions about this podcast episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got something out of it. I got a lot out of it. So <laughs> if nothing else, it was great for me. So thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. TGIF fam, we will talk to you next Friday. Bye. <laughs>